the Pope listens Dynasty our religion for the blokes missing On all of these trades, on all of these plays On all of these grades, by the end of the day y'all getting played So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex, send the homie a text That trash offers the best, you try to make it complex Then they text you back, now all of a sudden they don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy These trades not for consignment, boy Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy This my advice from me to you Open up your cute little podcast queue Search up G-O-A-T district, my dude Pop it in your ear, man, y'all know what to do It's the... And I'll always be traded And I'll always be traded and I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Bait em, bait em. Fish, fish, fish. We touched a bit on trades in draft trading. They're, the FFPC, I will say, is is definitely at the top of the heat when it comes to action during the rookie drafts. And with my experience, anyways, uh, people are pretty active in, in most leagues. Why don't we, you know, give us a feel for were you active? very active i know some of you have already mentioned some of the moves you've made or or some actually like are, are you really active andrew in these rookie drafts do you kind of just take what falls to you you know you we talked about moving up to get certain guys in certain tiers maybe in those first four or five or moving back uh where, where are you on your general strategy and and what was it like for you this year uh action wise during the actual rookie drafts yeah so so first of all, I can't believe we moved past the deep sleeper segment, Theo, without that's you mentioning next. that's next. That's without next. you mentioning oh oh I was gonna say without you mentioning the whole tight end that you the whole purpose of the segment. Oh no, we'll 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 get we'll get to that. Okay, we'll okay. To oh that. thank God. Well, actually, so you know what? Andrew Andrew's actually right, because I had I had three tight end names lined up that I was gonna I was so worried that we were gonna move past the whole so, reason on the board. Let 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 let's go back. Let's drop him real quick. Yes. Theo, you can add if I miss. Yes. I, I, I will say I will just I want to echo echo Andrew a few minutes back um, mentioned Jared Dokes I took many shots on him he was one of the guys I picked late and I actually tried to add him on pretty much all my Miles Baskin teams um, he's got a nice profile um, bad draft draft capital but if you're going to have bad draft capital might as well go to the one team where no one has a sterling resume I mean Gaskin was seventh round pick and. You know, he had a great year last year, you know, on a per-game basis. They bring in Malcolm Brown, who they've talked up. But we've seen Malcolm Brown. We know he is. Um, Salvin Ahmed's still around. So, I mean, it's a great landing spot for Dokes. I know a lot of people like Dokes before the draft. And, um, you know, certainly it's an open spot. Um, Theo, if you're going to be bad, you might as well be six foot one and 220 bad. Right. Exactly. There, there, and, and he's got big there are worse kinds of bad to be. Yeah, big playability and, and production last year, and um, he's all league last year. And yeah, Joe Dokes is definitely um, a guy that I added, and he's the kind of guy that you take in the sixth round, and if it doesn't look good, you just cut. So it's uh, and that's pretty much all these late rounds guys we're talking about with roster cuts. I wanted to take guys that I thought might get seen throughout the summer, um, and I added in pretty much every single league. I added Tommy Tremble and Kylan Granson. And some 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 leagues it was both guys and pretty in every single league I have one of the two if not both of them, um, and I'm talking about you know as as high as the the very end of the fourth and as low as the towards the end of the seventh. I mean, 
once you get past the you know third round in, in these FPC drafts, I mean, names kind of move up and down. Um, but Tremble um, is 20 years old. Um, he's, he's a hell of an athlete. Uh, we've talked about him in a couple of our pre-draft shows. Um, he, didn't, but he didn't even he landed, go in. My, he didn't even go in my 500. <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 a little crazy to me. He didn't go. I mean, he, the guy goes in the third round, and the only other tight end on the on the roster of note is Dan Arnold, who you know has some talent as as a receiver, and they and they you know they they brought him in as a free agent, but it's not like Dan Arnold is going to completely recreate no. himself. Um, you know, I mean, gosh, that Carolina really had a hell of a draft, didn't they? To get you know Terrace Marshall. Tommy Tremble, mm-hmm. um, they got Horn in the first round. I mean, that, they really know what they're Hubbard, doing over Hubbard. there. And Hubbard Trouble. as well. That's a great, a yeah. great backup, yep. great backup. You know, potentially the CMC. So that was a great draft. Um, but Tremble to me is a guy I think could get some steam as the summer moves along. Um, and Theo, Theo, but I, before before you move on, I mean, like I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but like na- name another psychopath tight end known for his blocking, who's developed as like a receiving tight end in this league, who's like a top two tight end. I mean, that's oh, like certainly a there's certainly, you know, George Kittle didn't. Yes, up, they, you got, got it. Statistics, I mean, um, extreme upside. You know, college, yes. You know, and George Kittle was a, was a three pick, um, which, you know, obviously I'm not not looking for that. But I think that there's a chance that Tommy Trump could be the starting tight end. And, you know, as we've seen in, in these FFPC, you know, with the tight end premium, there's something to be said with that. Um but the guy that I think is going to be the steam of the summer, um, a guy that I think could really move up and actually get drafted in, in you know, we'll start seeing him going in some of these football guy drafts is, uh, is Kylan Granson. Um, so he's yeah, six foot one, has some speed, um, a move tight end from SMU that the Colts drafted. And they, they're talking this kid up like he's going to be a, a real, a real thing for them. Um, you know, I think he's going to have the Trey Burton role from day one, um, mm-hmm. and I think he has potential for more. Um, and they've they've said that they're going to line him all over, up all, all over the field, like they did Eric Ebron when Ebron had his huge year. And a couple of Colt scouts have mentioned the, the name Dallas Clark, which I think is insane. But I'll, I'll take Kylan Granson on the chance that this is this is something real. Um, and those are my, kind of my three late guys, but the Tremble, Granson, and and Dokes, and I pretty much have Tremble and Granson on, on every single team now. And you can actually, oh. you can actually grab Granson and Mo Ali Cox uh, in the literally the last round of your rookie draft on the FFPC in the seventh round. You can get both of them, and then you've yep. kind of locked up that that indie tight end because I mean we saw what Wentz did in Philly with those tight ends. Um, yeah. and it's not like there's huge weapons. You hope Pittman, you know, pops and TY still got something left, but otherwise it's not like they're, I mean, I love my Colts, but let's face it. There's, I mean, the, the, uh, the lines are great. The defense is great, but you know, we could use a little flair on the offense if you know what I mean. Well, you know, you got, uh, Jack Doyle there and, uh, Zach Hertz is on the way. So yeah, well, I, I, I wouldn't hate that. Zach Hertz would take a lot that's, of shots. That's, that's, that's some serious flair. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. Hurts at all, actually. <laughs> and, and Theo, I mean, just to give a little background. You got Jack Doyle. Doyle. I mean, that's Hurts already, <laughs> isn't it? There you go. Yeah. Definitely the athlete. Yeah. Uh, Theo, we did the Ballin' podcast last week with JD. And I just, we, you know, we got off the air, and it's just like three of us, and just so disrespectful out of you, Theo. You go, hey, JD Andrew, 
You know who I really like? And you just had like your trigger finger up a little bit. <laughs> you know who I really like late in these drafts? He's like, well I, well, I don't know. Who, who Theo? Tell us. Tell us. And JD, yeah, tell us. Oh, I love Kylan Granson. And then boom, it felt like Theo just smashed the draft button. As he's telling JD and I, I love Kylan Granson. So I just, I, I, I just, first of all, I love the disrespect. Absolutely beautiful. But I will say, as a plug to the pod that we just did with Billy uh, Muzio from the uh, Fantasy Football Fanalysts and Fantasy Data, I mean, he, he, Theo, you're talking about steam on the football guys already. I mean, we 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 uh, we talked to Billy, and you know, he's already got Kylan Granson as that 20th round football guys pick. So it's already like the somebody knows something. The steam is happening. So, anyways, I love the disrespect out of you on the Kylan Granson. So I absolutely needed you to talk about here on the podcast today. There you go. And, I, yeah. and I'll, I'll throw one, two more names out that are a little not quite as late. Um, but JD mentioned mentioned Josh Palmer. I, I took Josh Palmer pretty frequently. For me, it was more he was kind of in that like fourth round sweet spot. Um, I actually traded into a fifth to get him. Um, he's he's very interesting. I actually just wrote an article that's coming out on Breakout Finder about a couple of these these rookie wide receivers. Also, also Canadian, out. also Canadian from Toronto. Also Canadian, also Canadian. But he had horrific quarterback play at Tennessee. Um, but he had a lot of success against the top corners in the SEC. Um, he's big and he's fast. He did well at the senior bowl and talk about a landing spot. He goes in the third round. So you get the day two capital and he lands with Justin Herbert on a team where, you know, Mike Williams has had his moments, but doesn't really seem to have much of a future. And then there's a couple of guys like, you know, Jalen Guyton. Um, so I think Palmer's got a chance to pop and potentially a year from now, he's the number two receiver, um, in Los Angeles. Um, so he's, he's interesting. Um, and then Schwartz, you mentioned Schwartz as well. Schwartz is super interesting. I mean, guys running like, you know, four to five, I think was one of the reported forties. I mean, so call him a, a below four, three forty. Um, the Browns think he'll be one of the fastest players in the NFL and, you know, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and Rashad Higgins are, are a little old in the tube. So that's an interesting name. And a, a shout out to Andrew because Josh Palmer and Anthony Schwartz are on our Triflex team. Nice. And we yes. actually used that we used a high pick on 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 Wallace on who landed in the fifth round for the Ravens and, and that was turned out to be not not so great a pick, but we made up for it later by taking Schwartz and Palmer. Very, very low. Um, it's, you know, one of those slow drafts that happen as the draft is happening, and we were able to get both of them. So hopefully one of those guys sticks. But I thought those were good names that, that you mentioned, J.D. Theo, I love I love the Palmer pick. I'm glad you mentioned our triflexin. Uh, we, we got him. J.D. and Dan, you, you guys snagged them to stack with Herbert in the hard way. Yep. I, I st- I've stacked him wherever I had Herbert in, like, that third, fourth round. What what should be the stack percentage if you have Herbert already and you're sitting with the, there in the fourth round? Should you just be snabbing uh, uh, Palmer there whenever he uh, when he shows up for you for uh, for one of our drafters? Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Why not? 100%. What else you get? What else are you getting in the fourth round <laughs> yeah, as right. a path like that yeah. in an offense like that with a rookie quarter? You know, a young quarter yeah. like that. Gosh, capture to learn from Keenan Allen. You know, then, then it's a hit. You know, a guy, fourth rounder surviving roster cuts is just is a good thing. So, I mean, Palmer, he's he's interesting. Uh, he's definitely interesting. And um, most of the the third round, it's actually an interesting um, 
it's an interesting statistic, but most a lot of the the third rounders that hit were seniors. They're not early entry guys. Um, you know, you go back to the, the Terry McLaurin recently and, and a few other names of, of guys that, that, you know, played in college four years and then actually hit as uh, as third round wide receivers. Um, so Palmer Palmer was interesting in that regard. And, um, you know, you might be cutting him. This might all be, you know, by, by the end of the summer. But there's a chance that, you know, he becomes the number three in, in Los Angeles and, you know, with with room for growth. So that's a, that's an interesting name. I took him a couple times, um, but interested to see how dumb I am. So please roast me alive. I, I thought I had a few drafts where the hate went a little bit too far on Tutu Atwell, where he was sitting there at like late fifth round picks. And I, I mean, Theo, you mentioned rookie fever. I, I saw Tutu Atwell and I saw round two draft capital. And I was like, well, we've just... We've we've overcorrected way too far, and I just decided to scoop him up. And look, may, maybe he stinks, maybe he's a, a twig, you know, 150 pounds, whatever. I thought I'd rather have him on my roster in the fifth round than not. Just well, you, you have like seventh round running backs going ahead of him that might not even make teams. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah. There, there I said I was taking the Guan Wu and and Dokes, uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if if Atwell was there, I mean, I was I was drafting him like in like late fifth round. Did. Did the hate ever go too far in your drafts where you guys found yourself taking him? Or what did you guys think about Atwell? I, I did not get to Atwell. I did find the hate going too far on Eskridge, though. Um, yeah. yeah. So. I took him in a couple spots, too. Yeah, he's for sure. He was falling, actually, at a good value in a couple. Right. Couple I mean, guys. you know, he was – what was he? Did they take him in the second round? Yeah, second round. Yeah, he was second, second round. round. Yeah, second, round second round draft capital. I mean, you know <laughs> – if I can get that in the fourth round of a rookie draft, heck yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I I I, I did not get any Tutu Atwell. Um, you know, there's the the Tutu Atwell backers will, will point to Hollywood Brown and, and say, you know, he's also exceedingly skinny. I just for whatever reason, I I didn't get Tutu Atwell in my drafts. Um, you know, I could I could be proven wrong. It just seems like they drafted him to be a specialist. Yeah. Um, and the Rams will, will do weird things where they'll draft specialists, and I think the that's I think that might be part of the reason the 49ers um, made the point of saying that they only draft guys on day two who are are, are starters. I thought that might have been a backhanded um, a backhanded uh, remark against the Rams, but maybe I'm overreading that. Um, uh, but, no, I think you're 100 percent right on that one. I think they were I think they were sticking it to him a little bit, and I think it was. The 49ers are, you know, we look at as a very sharp organization, and, and the Rams, I mean, the Rams have some fantastic players, but they do things in interesting ways. Um, they never have round picks and, and, and things like of the nature. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a huge Atwell guy, but yeah, I mean, he had early production, and he was an early entry guy, and he's got the seed, so maybe he'll, he'll pop a little bit, but... Eskridge is is interesting. I added Eskridge on a number of teams. Um, I, for me, it was like that end of the third round. I thought it was a nice time to get him uh, early fourth. Um, but he's 24 years old, and I think he's going to be like the David Moore role plus. Um, C- Seattle, you know, David Moore had, had some some weeks, um, you know, where he was productive. But I think that Eskridge could have a couple more manufactured touches to use his speed. Um, so he's very interesting, and if, if anything happens with Tyler Lockett, 
um, down the line and Eskridge, you know, becomes that number two receiver. I mean, he could really take off. Um, I think, you know, people kind of hated on him because of his age and the pre-draft process. And he's, he's really risen up based on it's such a good landing spot. He's a speed receiver with Russell Wilson and, you know, they'll be able to line him up in the slot. I mean, there's, there's a ton to like right there with that profile. Guys, we're, I know, uh, Theo's got a bit of a, a curfew tonight, and we're we're at a buck twenty-five right now. Why don't we go around? We we were going to talk trades and kind of get into the you know get a bit deeper into it, but why don't we just maybe share one of our favorite in draft trades that we made if if we have one or, or a thought on in draft trades? Andrew, I started with you. I don't know if you're good to go. Oh, always no. I th- this year with this class. Um, I got to spots where I wanted to pre-draft. I got to the 102, got to the 103. So for me this year, I was not making a lot of deals um, in draft. And it, I, I alluded to it at the top. Like when I got to those spots pre-draft and then got on the clock, I was not getting caught the the iron price, the, the overpaying that, again, like I said, I was trying to make on my end. I was trying to move up in some other drafts. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and I wasn't getting the same price. And so I, I love hearing, you know, the stories of Dan using the 101 for Gibson, um, not to steal his thunder again, but, you know, all of my moves were made pre-draft. I think I had only one of the 102s pre-draft, um, made a couple of deals to get um, two more and maybe uh, I think a 103 along the way. So really try to get in that top four um, in advance before the, before the pro days, before that pits, kind of solidified or crystallized that 104. Um, once I got into the draft, I, I just, the way that I think the values were falling kind of to, to, in, me, in my mind, the the rookie draft this year was all about those wide receivers in that late first round. So as those started falling and I, I saw value dropping, I just went ahead and took it and didn't necessarily move around a ton um, in that, that first, second round. And obviously like, you know, made a couple moves here and there. I think I, I moved up and around for, um, you know, some of these rookies or some of these veterans, like maybe Darnell Mooney um, in, a, in a late second here or there, um, if, you know, if he was available. But no huge blockbuster deals. A lot of that was done pre-draft, mm-hmm. especially this year. Dan? Yeah, so, uh, J.D., I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to weave the trade for you that uh, I know that you want to talk about. And, uh, you know, that might involve Theo as well. Um, there you go. <laughs> I'm blanking. And, I don't even know what trade you're talking about. Uh, Hardway. Hardway trade. Yeah. Saquon. Oh, yeah. Yes, I forgot about that trade. Oh, All right. Man. But anyway, so here, here was one of my favorites. I, I was uh, I, I was running back poor in this league, and I'm, I'm sitting there at the 106, and I tried desperately to trade up to the, you know, 103, 104, anything like that. Uh, and, and Sermon even went like, uh, no, Sermon didn't go, but I, I just didn't, I didn't like Sermon there. And um, so anyway, I took Waddle, you know, I was kind of like, well, I don't like this, but I'm just going to take the best value. And I think that's going to be Waddle. And then uh, about two hours after I took him, uh, one of my league mates got on he said, Hey, I'm sorry I missed. I saw you were uh, you were waving that pick around. He goes, and Waddle was who I would have taken there. How about uh, if I give you Josh Jacobs in the 210 for Waddle in the 206? 
So that was, you know, total smash right there. You know, I, I, I know everybody's down on Josh Jacobs, but honestly, I mean, you know, he's, he's at the very worst, probably, a. uh, He's undervalued right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's going to be a high-end RB2 at the worst, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if I can get that out of Waddle, uh, you know, just move back a few spots in the second round, that's totally fine with me. So that was, that was one of my favorite deals. I, I had a bunch of them, but, uh, yeah, I'll let, I'll let J.D. Or, or Theo talk about the other deal. Yeah, we can talk about that. I was going to throw it. I was going to throw my little one that I got done today, but I'll, I'll throw that in later, a little super flex action. Uh, but yeah, this is a trade. I, these are the type of trades I love making in the FFPC, especially when I feel like the, the, the bulk of our team then was, I mean, we have some really good pieces, but it, it was missing that, that punch, you know, that, that like, I like being top heavy men in FFPC. I want ballers. I want studs. So we basically moved DJ shark, Irv Smith, Najee Harris, who we drafted in this draft, and the guy you're talking about, Dan, Jalen Waddle. And we got back Saquon Barkley, Keenan Allen, and Tyler Higby, who's who's a tight end that I, I like a lot this year. Not someone I've liked in previous years, but I like a lot this year with that, that situation. But Yeah, uh, that's that same team that we have Herbert at quarterback, so Ed Keenan Allen there getting the hookup. We have Herbert, Herbert at quarterback. Was from a previous trade we made. So yeah. we've had to, that was last year. We made a, 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 it was Prescott and a pick when Prescott was injured for Herbert. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yep. And so we've made two big trades here. Um, but listen, I thought it was a, I thought it was a blockbuster trade. Um, for me, it was, my team was somewhat in the middle and I had Keenan Allen kind of past his AJ Pex and Saquon Barkley, um, you know, at the top of his value. And it was a chance to kind of reshape my roster. I had already traded um, Noah Riddell um, a later first, like the 108 and my, my 2022 first to move up, take Travis Etienne at the 104. So I had already added Etienne. Um, I got kind of aggressive to get Etienne, who I'm high on still, despite you know craziness out of Jacksonville camp. I'm very high on his talent um, and his ability as a receiver. And, um, you know, J.D. and Dan kind of, and I kind of talked a little bit, and they made two picks. Um, so I pulled up at the, was a little bit was – I was a little bit more Devonta Smith than Jalen Waddle. I don't dislike Waddle. I have him on my team now. So, Andrew, I love him if you want to trade for him. You know, I, don't listen to this. <laughs> He's awesome. But, yeah, I, 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 I like Waddle. But I think that Devonta Smith um, is going to have more of a clear role. Um, so after, you know – we went back and forth, and I'm I'm very high on Herb Smith, and I I'm I'm really stuck at tight end in this league, and um I get a chance to get a young tight end with, you know, two very good prospects for two guys who are, you know, top notch redraft guys for you guys this year. So, you know, hopefully the hopefully the trade is beneficial to both people. I think you guys are in the position to go for the title this year, and and I'm hopefully in the position to go for it in a year. Yeah, and that was totally it. I mean, we had, Dan, behind JT, we had basically A.J. Dillon, who we thought might be, you know, a good kind of RB2 there behind JT. But obviously, he's now stuck behind Jones, you know, Elijah Mitchell, Jeffrey Wilson, Mike Boone. Guys, you know, fill in bye week guys. Le- Mike, your favorite, LaMichael Pirine. And then at tight end, we had TJ Hawk, 
who we're very high on. We have Gronk on our bench. So adding Higby, you know, as opposed to Irv, as much as you and I like her, Irv a lot more, the trade-off was was good. I mean, we have Irv on a couple other rosters together, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, getting Barkley to pair up with JT for me and then adding Allen to stack with Herbert was just uh, – yeah, no brainer for me. We and, and then we had made for a move for CD Lamb. Uh, I believe it was earlier in the off season, was it for CD Lamb, or was it maybe yeah. the end of last year or something like that? But yeah, it was uh, early in the off season. We got we uh, traded away Kamara uh, for Kamara and some pieces for Lamb and some pieces. Yeah. So no, I think it 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 rounds up our starting lineup really nicely, and that's kind of as much as it's kind of. Uh, you know, frowned upon in, in fantasy land to look at your starting lineup. That's the way I build my FFPC rosters, man. I want studs up there, and then I try to add as many more as I can on my bench, and it, it's done well for me uh, so far on on this platform. So, um, yeah, that was a, a nice little trade, Theo. That was uh, well done, win-win. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It was a nice little trade, capital trade. So we both look at it, and, you know, we come away kind of happy with that one. It wasn't, you know... And, you know, it was it's, – it's an aggressive move for both of us. You know, totally. you guys give up yeah. two young guys. I get – and you get – and I give up probably my two best players. So, it's uh, – we'll see how it works out. Um, for, for me, a couple trades I made – I actually had uh, some success trading before the draft process. Um, I made a move in a 500 of mine. Um, I actually split with my with – a, with a partner, my buddy Ray, and I split two teams in the FPC. The rest of them I kind of do all myself. And we pivoted off of J.K. Dobbins. I traded Dobbins for the 102 when we already had the 101. Um, so I ended up getting Pitts and Nashi Harris on that team. And I think Nashi right now is safer than than Dobbins. Um, I mean, certainly the receiving upside, it's it's no question who's going to catch more passes next year. And um, in terms of what's behind him, Najee's got a lot less behind him than than um, you know Gus over in Baltimore. So I'm happy I made that trade. Um, I have Dobbins on some other teams. It's not like I'm I'm against Dobbins, but I thought that was an aggressive uh, trade I made that I was I was happy with how it worked out. Um, I had a similar to, to Dan's situation. I had a I had a, a 101, a 107, and a 111 on Orphan I purchased, and I traded the 111, the 107 and Cooper Cup for the 102. So I, I paid quite a lot, but I got the 102, and in that I was able to, again, go with the uh, Kyle Pitts and Najee Harris combo, um, which I was really happy with how that turned out. Um, you know, Cup is funny. I mean, Cup could have a fantastic year, but he's getting a little older, and, you know, you talk about the 107, the 111. I, I'm not going to get anybody close to Najee Harris with that. And I think if we made that trade again, if I offered that trade today where I'd offer Cooper Cup and whoever I drafted at the 107 and the 111 for Najee Harris, I would get laughed at if I offered that. It's kind of like the the, the mystery of what you're going to get at 107 and 111, those first rounders. It was, the, the, I, don't, I don't think he should have accepted that trade, but, you know, maybe the guy loves Cooper Cup. Um, and then in one league where I had won the league last year, but I had a 102, um, I was able to get Najee Harris at the 102, and this was a, a, a this was one where I did not take Pitts um, because I have Darren Waller on this team. So I, I went with Harris, um, and it's a team that I have Jonathan Taylor and um, Alvin Kamara, and I was able to add Harris. And then I 
made the trade where I traded my 2022 first to get Elijah Moore at the 110 when he fell to the 110. I, I would do over and over again. If I have a team I think is going to win the title and I have a chance to get Elijah Moore for next year's, you know, 112, 111, 109, 110, I'll do mm-hmm. that every time. So I was, those were trades I was, I was really happy with. Um, yeah, I was happy with all those trades. It's funny. You guys are all kind of going the other way on Dobbins. And I, as much as I've talked about how I've stayed away, I've actually traded him away in, in leagues in the past, especially last year, just trying to be more competitive for that season. I, I'm turning the corner on him. I, I think for a rookie, man, you talk about Harris. I, I kind of like his situation a lot better going into 2021 when you look at the offense, the offensive line, um, you know, the fact that what he showed us as a rookie and how that could evolve in 2021. Whereas Harris, I mean, you look, I have Harris. I like Harris. Then we, we drafted him. I drafted him in, in my one Oh twos. Um, just play devil's advocate. I mean, there are some concerns there, you know, with the offense, Ben, the offensive line. Yeah. He's going to get touches. Um, I like both guys. I'm just, just, just letting you know, yeah. I'm turning the corner I, on Dobbins. I, I made a big I, move for Dobbins actually in a league where I sent, and you guys maybe disagree. I sent Evans and a 2022 first for um, for Dobbins and a third in a league where I literally had Gibson and no one else really um, at the running back position. For me to get a young stud running back, um, I, I don't mind that trade at all. I, I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, to me, to me I mean, you know, I, I, I like Dobbins, and I think, you know, one of the things that – you know, you can look at him as kind of a Nick Chubb a little bit. You know, he's yep. he's a fantastic runner and he can break one from anywhere. Uh, you know, which is a, a very valuable skill to have for a running back. You and know, there's nothing and, wrong with that. Right? There's nothing. No, wrong. no, nothing at all wrong with that. And you know, it's just that it, you know, one of the things that that uh, bugs me about Chubb and it bugs me about Dobbins and it probably shouldn't bug me as much as it does is I look at both of those guys and I know that they have a lot of untapped receiving potential, right? And, you know, I just, I don't see the path to them to, to tap that in the near future. So it, you know, I, I, I keep looking at it. Well, it's capped, you know, their upside is capped, their upside is capped. But at the same time, you know, this is a guy who can, you know, rattle off a 70 yard touchdown run, you know, at any moment, uh, assuming that they're at least 70 yards away from the end zone. Uh, you know, sometimes it might be only a 60 or 50 yard touchdown. So, you know, but that's, that's kind of where I'm at on him. You know, it, I don't hate Dobbins, but uh, there are just players, you know, I, if I can get Dobbins for Gibson or if I can get, uh, you know, something like that, I'm, I'm going to make that trade. I got one more little one, just um, talking super flex. I think, I see it. I see the mistakes and I saw it in this draft. I, I mean, guys, you can't let, you can't let quarterbacks fall um, like this. And I'm in a, this is uh not to brag two time champion back to back the uh, dynasty premier league. Shout out to Matt Hicks who runs that the tier one champ too. you know, not, not tier three, tier two, just saying. And um, didn't have any picks until 204 and 209. And, Funny enough, the guy at 2-1 reaches out to me and he says, any interest in 2-1, I go and look thinking I'm looking at Carter, you know, Terrace Marshall, and I see Mac Jones sitting there. 
And for me to get a starting quarterback, yeah, he's not my favorite out of the this year's class, but he's going to New England. Opportunity sweet. Um, I, I couldn't pass that up. So I actually went to Dan. I asked, you know, my little crew what they thought about the move. Initially, I didn't want to move the 204 to a nine. And Dan, you felt the same. You said if you if you can keep that 204 and still get 201. So I, I tried to, you know, send 209, 305 and like a, my 22 second or something like that, uh, which he didn't want. So, I, you know, I ended up moving it 204, 209 for Mac Jones for me is, is a win in a super flex um, tight end league. Any, any ad you guys see that in super flex? How do you guys feel about getting your quarterback? And I mean, that's the cheapest they're going to be, you know, is, is the line, you know, the narrative. And I think that's, that's a fact. Yeah. And how is he going to lose value over the next year? I mean, unless he just, you know, gets thrown in there and he absolutely sucks, but you know, I, I guess I just probably don't see that happening with Belichick. Um, yeah. He's yeah. Not going to get thrown in there or he's not going to suck. In, in a super flake flex, I mean, I know we just talked about Mac Jones. I mean, talking about the maybe like the next tier column, like the Trask, the Mon, the Davis yeah. Mills. I, I did not get enough of Davis Mills, and yeah. I'm kicking myself over that because, like, I think about it now and like, look, played out. Na- name your pick, okay? Two, two, twelve, three hundred six, whatever it is. The second Davis Mills gets drafted, I got him at three hundred five in that that one draft. I was that was like my they, dream draft, man. I got everyone yeah. in that draft. Yep. Name, yeah, n- name where he gets drafted. The second you draft him, the iron price gets higher. Like the second that pick is known, can you then flip the three hundred six and the next year's whatever? Can you flip the three hundred six? Like, I'm talking like whatever the pick after that is, right? Like, would you, JD? Would you take the three hundred six plus like whatever for Davis Mills? Like, I mean, it depends on the whatever, but like the second you take that quarterback, the Mon, the Mills, the the Trask, maybe they don't have value this year but like look large benches maybe even ffpc i think there's a lot of value the second they get drafted they immediately have like a little bit of this like equity built in and especially on mills five-star prospect i mean you've got the tyrod taylor anecdotal factor goes (laughs) yeah goes to cleveland baker takes over goes to chargers he gets stabbed in the the chest and uh and herbert takes over okay who knows what kind of weird tragedy is going to happen to him uh, and Houston point point being, you know, Mills, you know, I, you know, the Tyrod Taylor anecdotal factor means nothing here, but the, you know, not, not very statistical at all. The point is, is that Mills, I think is going to only gain that value over time. And you asked the questions, so I'm telling you, he's the one I am kicking myself about. And look, maybe he sucks. Maybe he's, you know, name your crappy Houston Texans quarterback. Maybe he's in a long line of those guys outside of Deshaun Watson. I'm kicking myself for not getting access to him more often as part of my drafts, especially in these super flexes. Now, the one quarterback who cares super flexes, I should have taken way more shots of him in that second, third round uh, over some of these other rookie fever guys or some of these other veterans that were sitting there. Yeah, right. yeah, definitely. I, I, I have a little bit of uh, you know, regret that we didn't take him in the uh, pros versus Joe's. Uh, we were sitting at, at 301 and 303. And uh, Marauders traded into the 302 and took Mills. Oh, yeah, yeah. At that, I, at, Dan, at that two, at that 212, I, I mentioned I was happy to get Diami Brown at 212 as a champion. I yep. absolutely, it was between Diami and Davis Mills. I went back and forth. I didn't know. I mean, that's the league I have Allen and Herbert, literally only two quarterbacks. And of course, I'm an idiot. 
So I only came out of drafted two quarterbacks. I went back and forth on da- Diami and Davis. And so I, I think that you're hitting on it. Like that is the spot to take him. If you, if I was thinking about two twelve, you're thinking about him at the two o what or three o whatever, and then he ended up going at the three three o two with a trade up. Like that is the spot I should have taken him, and I'm just kicking myself for that. <laughs> yep, yeah, it, you know, same because I, you know he was somebody that we were kind of thinking about. Okay, well, we need to get a tight end here, and we say oh, Amari Rogers sitting there, and we're like, well, we should maybe get Amari Rogers, and then Ferkser. You know, I'm thinking, well, maybe you know, maybe Mills will drop a little bit. Uh, you know, just because of the, the shorter rosters, uh, but no such luck. You know, somebody somebody was definitely yep. scoping on him. Yeah, you know that just goes to show again. You know, you, if you if if you feel like uh, it's time for him to go, you probably better pop him now rather than uh, holding off and opening drops. Guys, Theo's playing Mister Mom. He's, he's sweating <laughs> over there. I see he's looking at the clock. He's. No, uh, no, no. He, He's got to get to bed. No, man, I'm just teasing. But um, look, we've, we've gone a, a buck 45, man. We, I mean, look, well, let's face it. We could go on another three hours easily. There's, there's stuff we haven't even touched on yet. But um, let, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's chop it off here. Let's end it here. I think we've dropped a, a lot of goodness tonight. Guys, if you're still listening, I mean, of course you are. All the goodness that's been dropped. Make sure you smash the like, the subscribe, share this with your friends. Theo. Give us, uh, why don't we do this before, uh, share anything you want to share that you have coming out. Talk about, um, you know, like you and Andrew have been dropping all kinds of goodness on the, the GOAT district. Remind the people about that. Uh, but give us a little rookie hot take before, uh, we, before we close this out. I think Elijah Moore could have 70 receptions as a rookie. I think that it's going to happen right away for him in New York, and I think they're excited about him. Um, I think that the, the path is there. I think that they're going to be they're going to lose a lot of games, and I think that he's going to be a garbage time all star. And I think that he'll end up with seventy receptions. And uh, to double down on Pat Fryermuth, um, I think a year from now he'll be ahead of, of Cole Komet, and um, he'll be ahead of Adam Troutman, last year's uh, you know rookie tight ends in terms of fantasy startup uh, you know capital. No, I like it. You know, um, and then we're, we're doing our shout outs too, or we're just doing our predictions, JD. Yeah. Yeah. Do your predict, you do your uh, hot take and then, uh, we're going to close this out. So just give your, uh, share any so, goodness you want to share. So this was, this was awesome. I really, I really, really enjoyed this show. Um, you know, we've been preparing for these drafts and I, and I talked so much to, to JD and Dan and Andrew uh, about these rookies. And it's so great to kind of rehash and see where your guys' heads were at when you're at your drafts. I really, really enjoyed the show. Um, and yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at, at the OG Fantasy. You can find me here in the Goat District. Um, Shelly and I have part three coming up of our um, Triflexin show. Um, we put together a monster 1250, um, and we, we're going to talk about the last ten round uh, picks in our, in our part three. That should be dropping shortly. Um, and then you can find my writing on uh, PlayProfiler.com, uh, BreakoutFind.com. I have a couple articles coming up. Um, and yeah, this was awesome. Thanks, Theo. Andrew, give it. Give it, brother. Trey Sermon, week 12 on, RB12. You can't handle the truth. He's going to get the total Dick, Nick Tub, Chubb treat, treatment, and I'm thinking dynasty value, and I'm thinking all of my, my tournament teams uh, where I took Trey Sermon absolutely way too early 
than I should have, which is a beautiful segue, a beautiful segue into what we're doing on the Go District Podcast Network on uh, Half a Million Billies, which for whatever reason, you two let me have control of. Huge mistake. Uh, but we're doing a great job over there. We've got two in the bank, one with uh, at Todd from PA, Todd Burroughs, uh, and one with uh, FF Muzio, Billy Muzio. Uh, I thought both of those were, were beautiful. I got roasted in the first one, and I loved it. Learn at my expense. And the second one, uh, we had a great time uh, commiserating over Billy and I's uh, co-surgeries. Co but yeah, um, do, doing a lot of good stuff. I, I can't believe you guys let me be involved in the Go District Podcast Network. Have a great time. You know, I, as you mentioned, the Triflexin. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just may, maybe my bold prediction is just more self-serving than anything. But I, I love Trey Sermon getting the the Nick Chubb treatment this year to help you get your uh, equity later in the year. So, so do the thing that Dan's going to do and and let somebody else draft uh, Trey Sermon high, and then you go in and pick him off uh, in week seven, eight, uh, and watch him explode later in the uh, 2021. And Dan, before I pass it to you, I just want to, you, you mentioned uh, Fantasy Data and our, our friend Billy over there um, uh, on their channel. So go check out their channel. We got a nice little partnership with them. Uh, just some awesome content that complements really well with what we're, we're offering here, whether it's Triflex and Ballin, uh, Quarter Milli Billy, Half Milli Billy, Full Milli Billy, uh, you know, Goat District. We got uh, Commissioner Evaluation. I mean, guys, we got all kinds of, we got you covered. You, you want to win in fantasy, you better be signed up to this site. Subscribe, smash it. Dan, let the flow go, my friend. Give us your hot take and uh, a little farewell. Yeah, this is a this this is a really tough year to have a lot of really good hot takes on. Uh, I, I'm going to go out and I'm going to say that when all is said and done, uh, three years from now, Javante Williams is going to be the player that everybody wants over Harris, over ETN, over Sermon, uh, over Michael Carter, over anybody else in this draft. I think uh, Williams is going to be the guy. Uh, you know, with Aaron Rodgers dishing him the ball, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen. But, uh, any, you know, I just love the talent there. I love the, the youth. Uh, I think he's got a lot going for him. And we, we really never touched on him tonight. But uh, he was one of those players I kept trying to get to. And uh, I, I, I probably should have taken him a couple times where I took ETN just to kind of mix things up a little bit more. Uh, that's that's probably my biggest regret on uh, rookie drafts is that I reach down just a little bit, you know, reach down uh, for a player that I believe in almost as much as ETN. So, uh, and you can catch me at at uh, Overhyped Sleeper. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not doing a ton on Twitter right now. I've got a bunch of things kicking my ass in real life. Uh, you know, not in a major way, but uh, just it, just enough to keep me off Twitter. But uh, I, I'm definitely responsive on there. You know, if you interact with me, I will interact with you. Uh, you just won't see a lot of stuff originating from me at this time. But, uh, you know, definitely if you got questions, anything like that, I uh, want a little help in best ball, a little help in dynasty drafts, I'll be more than happy to help you out. And that's why you tune into the district, man, because even when he's busy, the overhyped sleeper makes time for us. Uh, at least once a week, if not, if not twice, uh, on a good week, but guys, all three of these guys, like I said, if you're, you're, you're in fantasy football and you want to win, th these are the guys to follow this is the channel to be on. Uh, I'm going to say this, look at your roster and be honest about it, but pay attention to how many of these rookies you have. Cause sometimes we think we're years away from turning this team over. 
the, the uh, some of these guys, the hype's going to build between now and the start of the season. And I, I love taking these guys. I already went to Dan and asked him, which, which rookies can I move off our, off our rosters? Because if you can get the guy that you're hoping the rookie can be mm-hmm. right now, go out and do it. And you, you're a lot closer to winning your league than you think. And I think that that, you know, I think that that's something that uh, it, a lot of guys do the whole rebuild thing. And they think that it's like a two, three year process. A lot of times you're a lot closer than you think. So that, that's my quick tip. Um, if there is one, my, my hot take is, is, uh, Trevor Lawrence is not the rookie quarterback one at the end of this season. I have a feeling, uh, one of these other guys is going to pop. And, um, otherwise we didn't talk about our friends over at Viridian. We got some goodness right here. Dan, I know you're rocking the true North. I got the hat on check out readingglobal.com forward slash collections, forward slash go district, all the go gear you want, hats, toques, t-shirts, long sleeves, championship shirts, you name it. We got it. Check it out. Comfortable, high quality. Um, friends over at Dynasty Depot, guys. We, we talk about the FFPC. You're building dynasties. Go on there and, and sell, buy, and trade those rosters. It brings a whole new dimension to your fantasy, your fantasy football, especially if you're in Dynasty. My fantasy football, we talked about it, guys. My FFP or MyFFPC.com, um, just the best site to play fantasy football in any format, and we appreciate their support. We appreciate you guys hanging with us tonight for a buck fifty-four of pure golden goodness. Be safe, be good, and we'll check you all later. You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion For the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash offers the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy Trade's not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I'll always be traded. And I'll always be traded. And I'll always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish, fish.